Good evening. This is Doug Van Dorn, and you are watching and listening to the very first of our hopefully many podcasts that we are calling Giant Steps. And uh, here I am with the producer of the show. We're going to be talking to him a lot tonight, Mr. Rudy Landa. That's right. Man, this is this has been a long time coming. Been a long time coming. We've been talking about doing this for a couple of years, haven't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, was, it was funny when it happened to you. I was like, Doug, why don't you have your own podcast? You know? And, and we'll, I we'll, told you right away because uh, I ain't going to produce it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so I go on everybody else's podcast because they do it for me. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's exciting, man. I am, I've been looking forward to it for, you know, all these months and yeah, like you said, two, like almost two years and, um, and today's just been like the, the evening couldn't get here fast enough, you know? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to what we're going to talk about tonight. Absolutely. Um, you know, maybe one of the places to start would just be kind of with how we chose this name. Right. So, uh, right, right. you know, I've been kicking out all kinds of different names. Uh, and the one that we chose kind of stuck for, I think, with obvious reasons. But right. you know, I, I totally wanted to go with something like the Doug Van Dorn experience. But then I thought, <laughs> you know. You know, the guy, who, the guy who owns that is pretty, uh, a pretty tough guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> pretty big, big shoes to fill and, and probably wouldn't have been the best thing to do. No. I thought about something like DVD and surround sound. Whoa. Yeah, I thought that would have been kind of cool. Not with the audio setup I got, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would have been funny. Back in the day, so I looked this up. I didn't remember when a DVD was created. Yeah. And it was 1996. And so I graduated college and five years before that. And everybody used to call me DVD back in college. So I am the yeah. original DVD. <laughs> and it's funny on uh, Facebook, I've been canceled, you know, uh, two different times, totally lost two accounts. Really? And so I had Doug and then I had Douglas and then I ran out of names. So I called myself DVD and everybody thinks my name is David now, <laughs> but it's just me. It's just DVD, Doug Van Dorn. So, so the DVD you know, and I thought the surround sound idea it could be kind of funny oh, yeah. play on words there. Absolutely. But you you know you can have uh, different different uh, interviews guests talk about all kinds of different topics and stuff which really fits what I think oh definitely we want to do with this show yep but you know you pointed out yeah it probably wouldn't probably wouldn't be the best in terms of uh, you know name recognition or whatever so well if you want to get into a into a, into a tug of war with somebody over a, over anything Joe Rogan's the last guy you want to do that with you know. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. So those things didn't work. So, you know, then we just started kicking around ideas yeah, with yeah. giant names and, yeah. and a giant steps kind of stuck in my head. Well, and I'll tell you what, just just because of, you know, because we don't know who, you know, who all is tuning by or whatever. Why is that a big, a big, a big thing for us? OK, so several reasons. I think it's there's like a triple entendre here, at least, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, first one is just kind of paying homage to one of my favorite prof professors at, at um, Denver Seminary, uh, Doug Grotheis. This dude uh, still still teaching over there, and uh, learned just a ton from him. We're we're friends, and yeah. and uh, during classes he would always talk about jazz, going out yeah. to the woodshed and, and uh, doing jazz stuff. And you and yeah. I love music, oh, and yeah. we're going to be talking a lot of music. Absolutely, program. absolutely. Which, um, which, I, which is I think what, what what's going to make the show a little bit different than what everybody else is doing. We're gonna oh no. Well, I shouldn't say no topic is off the table, but very little is off the table. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, we, we, you know, I have a broad range of interests and uh, things that that fascinate me, and so it's not going to it's not going just going to be about giants, right? It's going to, uh, you know, but yet that's kind of what I'm known for. So right. the the giant name fit, but 
That's right. But back to Grotheis, he, uh, you know, his favorite jazz musician is John Coltrane. Yeah. And I'm not big into Coltrane, I, but maybe it'd be fun to have him come on and he could tell you everything you Absolutely. want to know about, about Giant Steps. But that's probably Coltrane's uh, most uh, best known uh, yeah. uh, record is yeah. Giant Steps. So it's yeah. kind of paying homage to that and uh, just people that I've learned from and and uh, gleaned you know, so much knowledge from over the years. But then also, I just thought the whole idea of Steps, you know. It, they can take you wherever you want to go. Yep. And so the, I thought that kind of actually fits the surround sound idea from the yeah, other right. name. Exactly. But it's more, uh, it's just more pragmatic. And I think it makes a lot of sense. And you can, you can have some, some more fun with, uh, with giant steps and you probably could some of the other ones. Well, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you from, from my side, there, there are two very special, well, three really special uh, attachments to the word. Um, the very first one is actually a, a very fond memory of my dad telling me about life in the fifties, you know, and, uh, and, and how he, you know, grew up as a, as a, as a young teen watching, uh, James Dean movies. And of course, one of his classics was giant, you know? And so, so fast forward 30 years later and I'm, you know, I'm growing up in Miami and one of my all time favorite, just lifelong you know, mentors or, you know, musicians that I always wanted to emulate for practical reasons was a guy by the name of Dan Huff, who you, I guarantee you, uh, half of America has heard his work on all these records, you know, like just a, a caliber, a lister session player. And he had a, a band, his own band in the 80s and had, you know, some decent success. And it was also called Giant. And for a while, man, I was a you know what do they call them uh deadheads for the for the grateful dead so i guess it would have been a giant <laughs> head i don't know um but as of late you know as of the last couple of years obvious reasons you know that brings us to the to the subject of how you and i met so yeah exactly we should probably well maybe we should give a give i'll give a little introduction about myself for people who've never do it. heard of me Absolutely. or what we're doing and and uh then, then nonsense we can you as everybody's we, as heard we of figure you. out we'll introduce you as we figure out you know the crazy way that we met yes Yes. So, you know, um, I, I've been a pastor for uh, over 20 years at the same church in, in uh, Colorado, just outside of Boulder, uh, north of Denver. And uh, we started the church back in 2001 in uh, my parents' living room, actually. Really? And uh, four charter members, my mom and dad and me and my wife. And we, But we had several families that were uh, wanting to start the church. Uh, when we, when we did this, so it wasn't like we were just kind of hoping for no good reason. You know, we, we had plans for it and uh, we constituted uh, right, right away and, and then brought people into what we wanted, you know, the church to be like. So I've been doing that for a long time. I had just graduated from uh, Denver seminary. Uh, I got the masters of divinity from there and, and uh, did not want to leave Denver. Dude, I tried everything I could to change my <laughs> theology from being a Baptist to uh, an infant Baptist because there's no there's no Reformed people in Colorado that are Baptistic. Yeah. There, there certainly weren't then. Yeah. So I tried to become this infant Baptist, and I just couldn't do it, man. And I did not want to leave Denver. So you know that's basically how we ended up trying to start the church, and we got got kind of sent out from the church that we were in. You know, they laid hands on us and stuff like that, and and we've been doing that ever since. So. Um, a lot of experience doing that job and people kind of know me as the pastor, even though I never, uh, never wanted to be a pastor, never dreamed of being a pastor, never still don't think I'm, I'm really a pastor. Like 
Like it's just, uh, it's something that God just, when he throws something in your, your, your way, you kind of have, you kind of have to do what he tells you to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, the way that we met, I guess, um, was because I had been writing, uh, I'd written a couple books up to that point, And, um, I decided to write this book on giants on the Nephilim in Genesis chapter six. So we'll get into a little bit tonight, what those are for people who've never heard. Um, And uh, you know, this book, I thought it, I thought it might do okay. You know, I've self-published it through Amazon and, and uh, next thing I know, I'm, you know, I'm getting people writing me and, and I'm getting people calling me at crazy times in the morning. (laughs) Uh, That I didn't even know who they were. So that kind of takes us to how you and I met. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. And I love how every time and it's, I'm a glutton for punishment. I always ask you to tell the story because it's so funny and it gets more outrageous every time you say it. You Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's the way stories are supposed to be, man. That's right. Stories, no, they uh, stick with you. They change you. That's right. They, they, that's right. They evolve. They morph. Um, they're liquid, you know? Um, yeah, no. So I had finished production on a, on a documentary called Apocalypsis. Because you, know, you are, what do you do for a living? I am a video producer director and I have been a, I had been a, a video producer director, a staff video producer director for, um, for answer quest, which also is known in the industry as, as uh, inspiration networks, inspiration, which has evolved into inspiration ministries and INSP anyway, corporate stuff, but a staff producer for the last 23 years. And people at have this, probably heard of inspiration TV. I mean, absolutely. That's- pretty big network isn't it? it is it is and and specifically insp it's a huge network that was that was the humble beginnings of the of the company and like i said it's gone through um you know splits into for profit not for profit the ministry side and all this stuff so so it's gone it's 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 evolved you know through the years um, so they have like a they have a christian side where correct. you do where you kind of were working but then they also have like right. a like Just, an old tv tv rerun tv shows correct sort of Correct. Yeah. They, well, no, not, not, I mean, that's how they started and they still do a lot of that. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's the faith, family and freedom type of thing, you know, conservative values and all that, but they've, uh, in the last 10 years, they've done very, very well with original program, you know? Oh, okay. Um, I mean, they've crossed, they've, they've, it's all still very much Western themed and cowboy themed and Americana to a certain degree. Um, and it's done very, very well. I mean, they're up in the, especially in the, satellite tv world and cable tv they're up there man i mean they're like ranking consistently above espn above um above mtv above the, you know a lot of these you know perennially uh successful channels so they've done very very well and it's and it's been exciting to see it happen very exciting um but yeah so about 2017 or so um we were knee deep into this into this uh you know crazy pre-trivers um apocalypses oh we'll be talking about that (laughs) so um yeah you see like i did that i just (laughs) um but um yeah no but i had had worked on that for uh for you know about about two about two years you know and as it's coming as it's winding down uh in a in a a creative meeting one one night with the ceo of the company he he jokingly half jokingly said so what's not because i mean we had just absolutely bled over this project man you know we had worked the you know burned the midnight oil as we did with the angels and giants, um, and so he jokingly said, "Okay, no resting. What's next?" You know, 
And a friend of mine had coincidentally had just told me about a film, which I found the other day. I found the film. I'm not going to plug it, but um, but he said, he told me about this video he watched on the, on the Nephilim and how interesting it was. So I said, half jokingly, I said, well, let's who, do something who on the, who, who was the one that, that did that video out of curiosity? Sequel. Oh, okay. It was <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I, don't, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to plug it. I'm not trying to, you know, whatever. You know, I'm um, just curious. It's a very, very, very good film, you know, but um, so I jokingly, half jokingly said, well, I don't know. Let's do something on the Nephilim, you know? And I mean, he lit up and he said, he said, he, he goes, are you serious? And I said, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Don't you think? And he goes, he goes, hang on a second. Don't, don't move. Stay right here. Ran out of the room. I heard him shuffling through stuff in there. A couple of minutes later, he runs back in and he's got your book on his hand. And he's like, and he puts it in front of me. He goes, read this over the, we were, it was the holidays. We were about to go on, on holiday break. And he said, read this over the holidays if you, if you get a chance and, 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 and shove it in front of me. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know? So, um, so I, yeah, I devoured it. I devoured the book. And when, um, when we came back from Christmas break, we presented a budget, you know, had meetings and stuff. And he, he immediately signed off on it, which was amazing, you know? And so, um, so my, my first call was to try to track you down the writer of, of angels so of, uh, of uh, you know, giant sons of the gods. Of the book, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So, so what happened, Doug? What happened on your? I want to hear what happened on your end. Me reaching yeah, out well, to you, trying to apparently find you. you had called a couple times, and yes. uh, you know, we we have this home phone for the church number, and uh, it's a landline, and so it just gets spam like insane amounts, and so we don't check it very often, and I apparently hadn't checked it for a long time, and so. I don't remember what morning it was some time back in like uh, 2019, February or March or something. Yeah. And it's like six in the morning, man. <laughs> and my phone rings. And so, I mean, I'm a pastor and I'm like, I, I, she was like, who in the world could that be? I said, it's gotta be somebody from church. Something has to be terrible. Right, right. right. I mean, we've had, we have, we have some, we have a small church, right? We've had some crazy, crazy things happen in this church. Like we I had bet. a, one of our elders, his uh, son was murdered by a, by a, uh, a kind of a drive-by um, serial killer in Alaska. Uh, it get get calls like this, and and we had you know another another family right around the same time that um, they were in this terrible head-on accident, and the mom and the brother were both killed in it, and the yeah. driver daughter was almost killed, and. And so we've had some crazy things. So when I yeah. hear a phone ring at six in the morning, I'm like, I better answer this phone because who knows what it could be. This but could change my entire like, day. <laughs> yeah, I was, I mean, I was sick that day. Like yeah. I didn't, I, I wasn't going to work at all. And so I, I answered this phone and I'm like, just, first of all, I'm thinking it's just spam. And I'm like, <clears> hello, hello. And all of a sudden, you know, there's this voice, hey, hello, giants and, and movie and documentary. And I'm like, What? Who is this? I said it's six in the morning and I'm sick. <laughs> and then all oh, of a sudden dude, amazing. I know it's like as you're telling me this, it's like <laughs> downloading into my head. You know, I'm seeing the I'm seeing the central time, the eastern mountain central, whatever, you know. And and I'm and I'm like, oh no. I, I and and on top of that, you're like, uh, and, and you were actually you were trying to be you were trying your hardest to be as 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 polite and as uh, what's the word? Uh, gracious, as <laughs> you could muster up, you know. And you said, um, "Hey, so it's like six or in the morning here." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" 
I am so sorry. <laughs> you know, and you're like, and I'm sick. Can we talk tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, we can talk next week if you want, man. I'm good. No worries. Just, you know, I'll leave my number. Call me back. <laughs> that was funny, man. That was how we got introduced. And That's then, how we got you know, when I finally got yeah. to my, you finally got feeling better and we, we ended up talking and you're yeah. telling me that, that you're working on this documentary. And yeah. Yeah. up to that point in time, I hadn't, I hadn't had anybody, any calls like that at all. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, you know, you ended up flying out to Colorado and we yeah. did a, yeah. a morning session in my yeah. office here that yeah. looks like Narnia that, that to one of these early programs, we got to take a, take a, a absolutely on the, on the iPad through Narnia. The, the coolest, the coolest office man cave ever. Yeah. Yeah. People love this place. And, oh, and, it's amazing. It's legendary. Yeah. I mean, I got five five girls in the house and uh, <laughs> got the only somewhere. man spot in the entire house. <laughs> You're run away. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it was it was it was really, you know, um, when I when I do a, a documentary or, you know, or or even a special or something like that, <clears throat> anything that's investigated, normally I try to base it on. Um, normally what I try to do is I try to pick one of the, of the, of the experts, the one whose philosophy or explanation um, is, makes the most, resounds the most with me, you know? Right. And um, with this, with this, it was a no brainer because, because I mean, it was your book launched it basically, you know, the, the, having read the book was the inspiration for it, you know? Right. But normally that's what I'll do is I'll, I'll pick one, one expert. And then I, I create what, what I call, jokingly call the the uh the, the question bible or the documentary bible which is basically a, a booklet of just a, or a document of just about every possible question that i could ask any expert you know and the thing is that it as as i learn more on the subject matter the list of questions grows you know <clears throat> so i did the best that i could to to come up with the you know the first draft of that of that uh questions bible and and grilled you for what three hours <laughs> yeah, yeah it was something insane but it was awesome it was amazing and then i came back and after your and i don't know if i ever told you this after your interview I, there wasn't another interview for four months um after your interview i just i dissected it and you know i had done a lot of research and so so at that point it was just you know dive into the subject matter and, and immerse yourself and it was great i mean the content was fantastic you know um and so yeah, it was, it was, uh, I've, I've been beyond blessed and, and it's been a, 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 a an unexpected blessing and surprise of, uh, of a friendship. Yeah. I mean, it really has been Rudy. And, uh, you know, it was funny because you, you asked me kind of at the end of that, um, interview, if, if I would want to go to Israel and right. I'm like, you know, it was just, it was a whirlwind, of things, <laughs> you know, what, yeah. it just can't possibly be happening. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up going to Israel in, like in the hottest possible time <laughs> you could ever go down there. And, you know, we're down at the Dead Sea and it's 190 degrees. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, water's boiling. Yeah. You drink it. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. Yeah. But it so, was amazing. But it, it was amazing. And yeah, we got a lot of footage and, and uh, I kind of kicked the whole friendship off. And, absolutely. you know, we've found out that we've have we're almost same age and, and have a lot of the same taste in music and a very similar taste in music. Yeah, we're both. We have similar backgrounds theologically. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Not necessarily in the exact same place <laughs> right. today, but yeah, make for a good uh, good foil, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but the but the, the the um the the non negotiables are are locked up though. 
you know, and yeah, that's, absolutely. And that's, absolutely. And that's what's awesome. And that's, a, that's one thing I would, I would want for the, I personally would want for the, for the viewers to know that, um, because, because especially if we, if we have viewers that will consistently watch, they will, they will soon enough figure out where, where we see things differently. But the, um, the old, the old, um, the proverbial iron sharpening iron thing is very much a real thing, you know, and, and God's word never returns void. So, so, uh, hopefully it will be a, an example of how to coexist even in your, even in your differences, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think we want to, we have some visions for this podcast yeah. to just go kind of all different, all different kinds of places and absolutely um, interview different kinds of people about very different kinds of things. And, yes. and yet, and yet still, um, focus a lot on kind of the fun stuff, yeah. especially in the theological world, oh, definitely. The natural world, definitely. Um, which we kind of want to talk about tonight. You know, I think I thought it would be a good idea to just, since, since we're introducing what the show is and who we are, yeah. uh, since this is how we met, you know, I thought it would be kind of fun to just kind of interview you uh, a little bit about what this, what this show is that we made. Yep. Um, you know, how you went about making it, uh, why you decided to go to the places that you went and, and just let people know about it because the, the, after four years, finally, you know, we did that in 2019, 2023 finally comes around and the thing's finally out there so we can actually promote it yeah, uh, absolutely. to the world. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, so what uh, did you end up, what did you end up calling the show then? Angels and giants, the watchers and the Nephilim, which is kind of a, kind of a, a mouthful, you know, but, um, but we wanted it to be memorable we wanted it to be known for you know not i mean for the good content obviously but we wanted the name to say it all and we wanted the name to be um not just another and, and it's not a not poking at anybody else but we i, I didn't want another sunday schoolies you know title or in fact for the entire production that was kind of the philosophy is to de-sunday schoolize the subject matter in general so that so that it would have crossover appeal not for any other reason than just to reach a broader audience you know but yeah angels and giants the watchers and the nothing is the official title so it was originally going to be just a show about giants wasn't it it was and and like i said the the, the vision as well as the as our attempts to market it kind of kind of morphed a little bit um it went from being from being the equivalent of something that you would see on ancient aliens or whatever to um or our our attempt at something like that to to actually going for what we, what i feel we accomplished which was a comprehensive look at the entire subject matter and to touch in as many nooks and crannies of the of the whole story and the whole narrative as was as was possible and what's really cool man is that that is without being prompted to say that um that's exactly the feedback that we've gotten repeatedly you know that that obviously you and I know that there's that you could do ten hours on this and you're not sure. going to cover everything, but man, I feel that we gave them a really good start, you know, a really good foundation, and uh, and so yeah, so that's that's what we went after, and like you said, you know, the actual production and more merits saying, um, obviously we got lampooned with that with COVID and all the madness of 2020 and lockdowns and all that stuff and that seriously delayed the project and then coming out of that uh the the you know trying to trying to market it find it find it at home 
for distribution and all that. That was another set of challenges because the world was coming out of, of COVID, you know, or, or, the, or that mindset, the market was just in a weird place. So, but you know what, God is good. And eventually we, you know, we were able to get a distribution and it's a distribution that is ongoing and growing. And, and so there will be always, I'm thinking for the next couple of years, um, new places to find it, new places to buy it. And eventually there will be digital distribution. There will be a, a streaming. So, um, so where can people get it now? Well, right now, still right now, you can get it at Skywatch TV. You know, Skywatch TV, yeah. yeah they, they were they, the people who originally took the project. Down. They were, man. They've been great people. They've been yeah. really great friends to us. And um, and uh, Joe Horn, um, well, Tom Horn, you know, the, the first the first part of it um, was a very encouraging guy. Very, very encouraging. He's a very passionate dude, you know. Um, and and he was just so excited about the, the project in general and um and then he he's he had to take a pretty significant step to the side because COVID got him really 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 badly yeah he almost died tom tom yeah. almost died from that yeah yeah but his son emerged as the as the the um the uh, inheritor to <laughs> the 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 armor bearer you know um joe and he, he joe's turned out to be another much much like our friendship he just one of these people that it was almost like an instant friendship you know and uh and and so and yeah it's been it's really it's been a very interesting journey in many in many regards you know and a, a, a very welcome one you know um for you know for me it's been great to, to make all these new friends and stuff but um yeah so for right now getting off on a tangent for right now um as of this taping they can find it at skywatch tv um, i thought it would I, I like the name of the title of the of the show because uh some people wouldn't know what a watcher is or what an ephilim right. is right but you know when the way you have it is like an abab thing so an angel is a watcher and a that's giant right. is an ephilim so that's I, right. I actually really liked how you did that the thing about the dvds is that the audience the niche audience that this genre is they're still very much using DVDs, believe it or not, you know. No, I believe it. A lot of them, you know. Talking to DVD, second. bro, so I, I get it. Right, exactly. The original DVD. 1996, huh? That's when, yeah, that's when they came. So that's what the Wikipedia said. Man, what's crazy is I remember years and years before that. Do you remember the laser discs? Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, which my dad think... had a huge old thing, and they and they couldn't hold hardly any information on it. So you had to get up halfway through the movie and turn it over like it was a record. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So here's the deal: I can't find the uh, the, the URL. I'm going to put it graphically there, so it's going to appear a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> um, but that's that's where they can find it. That's where they yeah. can they can find it, and and it will and that will be a perennial place to find the the DVD, the project, and where perennially they'll be able to find information how to. Uh, stream it digitally when it does happen and it will happen uh, eventually cool. so yeah yeah but man it's um it's it's been quite the ride you know it's been an, I, I think to myself I'll, I'm gonna look back on this whole season and it'll be it'll be one of those seasons where I'll where I'll feel like I aged a lot and got a lot of a lot of extra grays you know <laughs> but man was it worth it you know yeah man I, I'm, I'm so jealous having having been able to watch the show uh, but only only being able to go to Israel. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you, you guys travel all over the place and uh, Tim <laughs> Ross deserves kind of a shout out. He's the, totally. he's the narrator and just Absolutely. a fantastic job that he did. Yeah. Professional actor, but did such a great job just voicing the thing and 
and uh, you know, being present in all the shots and yeah. you, know, you and him, and then you had a little camera crew that yeah. went with you almost everywhere you went. I mean, yeah. so you went to, uh, you went not only to Israel, but you went down to uh, Peru, right? We went to Peru. We went to, well, be- before Peru, we, we blanketed the United States, man. I yeah. Mean, right. We, we went four we corners. Over. I almost got to go to that one. I know. I, I know. Away. It was, it was, uh, yeah, the, the four corners. And I mean, we hit everything in you know within that region everything from arizona to utah to um new mexico i mean all over the place you know poor tim <laughs> tim went along on those man and <laughs> and and uh yeah he was he was ready to punch me if i suggested one more stop anywhere you know um but no he was a trooper man. he was a total trooper we should we, we should definitely should have him on you know oh, for sure um but yeah no um you know we did that we did uh lived in moundsville in virginia with um fritz zimmerman and that was great man that was a, a great great interview and the cool thing about that one was that um i was actually able to treat the the, the family the staff people that were behind the scenes on this and i said hey you know what i'm not gonna get freelancers for this let's everybody grab some lights grab some cameras grab we're gonna take all all home home crew you know and they loved it you know so we made a trip out of it we drove out to moundsville and and we did that, and then we did that again with um, with the Riverwinds in East Tennessee with the with right. Chief Joseph, who I'm sure we'll also have. They're a fantastic, amazing couple, you know. And um, so, you know, we blanketed the United States. Did, did a whole bunch of that. We went to Florida to interview um, Carl Gallup's, you know. Um, and so that that's when when everything was coming together, the you know all the fact finding and everything. And then we went. Then we took the big tour, the big trip to Peru, you know, and man, oh man, I wish you would have been with us on that. I really, really do. Um, that, that was a, that was a life-changing one, but we're going to go, man. We're going to do another one. I can't wait, man. <laughs> it's a bucket list. Peru and Bolivia, man. Yeah, I, don't absolutely. Get, I mean, that's where you're from. You're, you're Bolivian. I am. I am. Yeah, and what's so, cool, uh, man, I'm fine. I found today, today, yesterday, I came across an article of an, of an, an amazing, this is not relevant necessarily to what to what we're talking about it's still pretty cool for nerds like us um some amazing unbelievable dinosaur tracks in bolivia that i had no idea about i mean like huge you know um fossilized on the side of a mountain that i again have no idea but um so we did that and then then the big the big uh cherry on top of everything was the the finale with egypt egypt and sardinia you know so um that was hey, you guys were in the uh, Great Pyramid, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 got into all kinds of trouble over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not hard to do. No, not hard to do at all. But um, no, it was it was really cool. We we did um we did um looks Luxor we did Luxor, and we we started in Cairo, but kind of almost almost blew by Cairo when we got there, and just went straight south for Luxor and worked our way back up. Right. So the pyramids were on the tail end of that and then we released um uh, tim and james yeah yeah yep. james james and tim we, we released them to go to sardinia on the final day as everybody headed home exhausted um but it was man it was amazing what an amazing time yeah the final product that you guys put together i mean it's uh yeah i'm proud to be i'm proud to be uh part of it That's rudy good. um and it's it's just so well done i mean it's just uh everything about it the technology part of it the uh you know the script that you ended up writing for it uh you know the way that you covered the the subject i mean i don't know how you could do that it's an art 
to be able to take something as complicated as this whole Nephilim watcher subject and be able to put it into even four hours, like you said, but let alone you have to have all the video and everything else with it. So it's not like you can power pack the thing with tons and tons of inform, you know, information. You have to let a lot of the, of the pictures do the, do the yeah. talking for yeah. you. So just, uh, I really respect the work that you did for it. And, um, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I hope people will, I, I hope people will, will go out and watch it. Well, and, and I, I want to say on, on, in, in that regard, you know, that I appreciate your words. That's, that's very, that's very kind of you. I, um, you worry, you, you deserve a good bit of credit on that as well. Cause I, I would, I know that I called you 10,000 times and said, Doug, that makes sense out of this for me. You know, like, you know, what, what am I not getting here? You know, what, what am I not understanding here? You know, I remember specifically as talking about the, um, the difference of the, the sons of God to the begotten son of God, you know, and, um, and, and all, just all the little million nuances that, that come up. So, so I was blessed to have you on my team as, as my, as my pillar of, of research, you know, um, it, it really was. And, it, and I really feel like God brought together the people that needed to be on that project. And by the end, I, man, I mean, we got, you know, the, the crew and everything else, you know, like everything else, you know, we had our, our crabby days and the days where we were, you know, didn't want to be around each other and everything else. But by the end, man, it was like, it was like family, you know? And um, yeah, again, it's one of the, it's one of those things, a season that I will forever be beyond grateful and grateful to David Cirillo by name. I'm saying it um, for having had faith in it and, and for, and for funding it, for funding the whole thing, you know, wasn't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I'm looking forward to doing this podcast because and there's so many bunny trails that you can go down to be, able to, be able to pick whatever oh, yeah. I want. That's what excites me. I mean, cause when I go on podcasts and I've done a lot of them now, but it's usually the same thing every time. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. cause the audiences are all different. And so it's just kind of basic, you know, excursion into the giants or every once in a while, the angel of the Lord or something like that. But to be able to go down ra any rabbit hole that we want to on this you know, the weird topics that, that excites me oh, and yeah. to be able to teach people, you know, some of the things that I've, I've learned and got to know over the, however long it's been 14 years or whatever, that I've been looking into this stuff. Yeah. Um, that's fun. And then besides that, to be able to go into, you know, just any other thing that we want to talk about, yeah. you know, I'm wearing this nugget shirt and I thought, what should I wear for a shirt tonight? And, uh, you know, it, this thing allows me to go a couple of different places with what I want to say here, because, First of all, I'm like not a big NBA fan. Uh, I kind of used to be. I think most yeah. of us did because we kind of grew up in that golden age. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the so many of these sports, uh, you know, the the entire leagues went so completely woke. Uh, you know, especially in 2020. Too many politics. Maybe, it's just yeah. it's so ridiculous. The politics is just sickening. Yeah. And um, you know, so I wasn't even planning on watching it, even the playoffs this year, even though even though I like to watch the nuggets and they were a super fun team, but I'm like, I just don't know. So I gave them a, I gave them a try. And they won and your I, heart what I did over is I, I gave the NBA a try is what yeah. I did. Yeah. And I said, all right, if they throw anything my way, that is woke or LGBT, whatever, <laughs> or, you know, forcing me to get the jab or anything like that, I'm going to turn it off. I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch yeah. it. Yeah. And dude, they did they did none of it. Yeah. The entire well, they, they, playoffs. They, so. That's not by accident, man. That's not by accident. They they figured out real quick when the ratings, the ratings suffered for professional sports badly, you know? And so they they 
you know, they got the hint. Okay, enough. They backed you, off. You, it. you you said everything you need to say. Get back to what you do. You know. Yep. So no, it doesn't that's mean cool. they're not still infiltrated and that they don't no, want to course, do that. But of course you know. not. And you know what, man? Fine, whatever. Just don't rub my nose in it. I don't. I don't have to. Exactly. Your exactly. Thing, you know? Um, but um, the other thing too is that you couldn't possibly have passed up a series against the Miami Heat. You know. <laughs> it's just so unfortunate for you that uh we finally, I know, we finally brought I know. it home man it's been so many years i just could not believe yeah. it i honestly yeah. it's the denver nuggets i mean when you live in denver it's about the broncos the broncos the broncos and the broncos yeah yeah and you know the avalanche every once in a while of course we won that last year but right. you know the nuggets I, never in a million years would you ever ever say the nuggets are going to do good right. at anything yeah and, and here they win the championship so it's it's exciting and then they to see it. uh to see Nikola uh, Joker, uh, you know, the, the things that he was able to do this year were, <coughs> I mean, just unprecedented, astounding, yeah. Yeah. so much yeah. fun to watch. So yeah. I've got to wear this just for, just to, just to let people know that these are the national champions, man, the yeah. world champions. Yeah. And, and I, I purposely didn't wear my Miami heat apparel at all. So <laughs> So there you go, man. You're, you're, wearing, your, you're wearing your black shirt because you're obviously still in the I'm, morning. I'm in mourning. Alonzo right. morning. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it was funny. After the first, the first, I think it was, we won the first one, I think. Or we, I can't remember. But after the second, we got beat so bad on the second game that I was like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not even going to waste my time. And it was a, it was such a beat down that I was like, we're not bouncing back from this, you know? So, um, so I kind of, I kind of lost interest, I guess, along the way. I still read it for him. I checked the score, but I was like, there'll be no living with Doug now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is all for you, bro. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I probably won't wear it uh, ever again, but you know, it's someone, <laughs> I mean, we're next, next, uh, next, uh, um, championship season, you know, hopefully, hopefully you guys can repeat. We'll see. They yeah. got a good team. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. They won decisively, you know, so, and I think that, I, I, you know, I, I like it when a uh, series kind of come down to the wire and stuff like that. I mean, man. I, I did, rather enjoyed it not up. coming down to the wire. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. So, um, well, and then another thing too, man, um, you're, and this is something we, we and I'm, I'm finding that a lot of us who are into this genre of weird biblical stuff and you know we can share some common interests beyond guitars rock and roll and, and giants you know it's the conspiracy theory stuff you know oh yeah we we all love the conspiracy theories and the you know which which really the conspiracy theories is, is uh i'm convinced more and more now is just people waking up to calling out all the abuse that happens in the you know behind the scenes that people that people were none the wiser to before, but now, man, in the age of information, some genies you just can't cram back into the bottle, you know? So, that's right. Uh, Pandora's out and, and uh, you know, I have all my reasons what I think was going on. And yeah. if we if we ever talk about those, we probably will only have about two platforms we'll be able to upload the, that particular <laughs> show to because we'll get booted off, man. So We have to have code words, you know? There's a lot of... <laughs> a lot of people are using code. It's all AI, man. It's it's all the you know. It's all being modeled. There's no way somebody is literally listening to every single no, episode. No. You know, it's all the all the dumb code words. You know, so I mean the 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 keywords that that get flagged. So, uh, but yeah, of course we have to do conspiracy theories. Are you kidding? Did you have a book? You have a book on that. Got a book on it. 
Yeah. So tell me about that, that opens the door to how a million, a million things right there. Absolutely. T tell me, but tell me. you know, other things too. I and mean, just, just normal things that, yeah. that I've, I've enjoyed doing my whole life. You know, I cl I've climbed uh, all the 14,000 foot peaks in Colorado Have you really? and also Mount Rainier. So, you know, I spent a lot of times in the high country yeah. and uh, it's, I got some friends that it would be fun to bring on just to have them tell their stories and, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, when you're, when you're listening to a normal podcast that is on, uh, you know, Nephilim or Stranger Things or whatever, you're not going to get that kind of stuff. And I don't, I don't know how well it'll go over, but, you know, I'm not doing this for anybody except for me. I, right. and there's, there's people that I want to, people that I want to interview, <coughs> family members that to be able to, you know, I was, I was over this week at Western Slope, Colorado, yeah. and we had a, a reunion, um, kind of a cousin reunion that my aunt put on and she's now 80 four years old, 83, something yeah. like that. Her husband just uh, um, came down with really bad cancer and he's been through the ringer, uh, getting it, you know, worked out through the radiation and stuff. So he's weak and, and whatever. And I just went over there with my iPhone and put it down and I just had him start talking and, and the, the old stories that, that people tell living yeah. in a different era, oh, a different man. age, and yet seeing all the stuff that we're going through, but having that perspective, those are those are things that are so invaluable to me that I would love to have programs on just that, even if it's not really weird, but just normal and, and what yeah. life was like and, yeah. and what it was like growing up in this place or that place or you know, climbing that, this mountain or that mountain and and just the, the fun stories to share. You know, I'm more I'm more and more convinced, Rudy, that people are starving for um they're starving for stories. They're starving for story because we're living in this world of of AI and and fake reality and um we're not we're not able to get off our iphones to yeah. interact with humanity and well, what, um, you said did you see um did you see um inception movie inception oh yeah sure where, where, where he says you know do they do they come here to, to to you know to dream he says no they come here to be woken up you know yeah it's the, the balance has shifted so much yep that and, and, uh, and i'm not this is not me pointing the finger i mean i, I point the finger at me man i mean there are times events that I go to or things like that that I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take a few pictures and I'm just going to watch, you know, forget forget the iPhone, you know, take a few pictures to put on social or whatever, but watch it, just enjoy it through your eyes, you know, um, because because it's the temptation for me. It's always been since I've had the iPhone, you know, I'm gonna record some clips of this, you know, um, and then of course having the the documentarian, you know, DNA, I guess, you know, I always I always want to record stuff and. Um, because I don't why I don't know why because I might need it someday I don't know you know but um <laughs> but yeah no I I totally totally agree with you it's um we've we've become we're 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 getting what was what was the uh, assimilated into the machine little by little you know willfully giving you know it makes it makes doing this kind of ironic doesn't it because I mean we are this is it this is technology we were talking earlier about how. You know, twenty yeah. years ago to buy yeah. to buy a kind of a camera that you would want for something like yeah. this cost you sixty thousand dollars, and now you Easy. can do the entire setup for five thousand. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, this is all about technology, which bro, makes and that's it and that's and that's splurging. You know, that's oh yeah, that's that's a that's a, a TV guy that a, a, all you know, a, guy, a guy who's a guy who's who's made a, a career out of television, working not not my money, but you know, with television networks and stuff that spend millions of dollars in equipment, right? Um, to being able to do to 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 move to a different genre, which is you know doing doing this on the web, 
and saying, you know, I realize that it's on the web, but I want to do it nice, you know? And 25, 30 years ago, to even dream of being able to do something at the level that we can do it now for $5,000 would have been a joke. You would have spent $5,000 on tape stock, literally, you know? So um, we're, we're blessed to be in a time where we, where we can do it. But I hear, I hear the irony. I know exactly what you're saying. I totally agree, you know? But I mean, you, I mean, it goes back to kind of Grotheis, uh, my professor, he, he taught on something called media ecology. Media ecology is a discipline where you basically learn um, what different media and mediums are about and what they, what they can do good and what they can do bad. You kind of learn to exegete the medium. And, yeah. uh, you know, so what, what we have here is the tool. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not indifferent, he would say. Yeah. And uh, what does that mean? You know, I don't, that doesn't make sense. Well, what it means is it's a tool. So like if you yeah. have a hammer in your hand and you haven't hammered anything for a year, pick up a hammer and somebody tells you to hammer for, you know, 12 straight hours, you're going to get a lot of nailing done. But you know what else is going to happen? You're going to get a huge old blister on your hand yes, because the tool uses you as much as you use the tool. <clears throat> Correct. So as long as you, as long as you're uh, cognizant of what it is that you're using, you know, i I'm, I'm all for doing it. So, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And um, another beautiful, beautiful thing about doing this is that I have found so much freedom in a very welcome freedom is in, in television or, you know, in broadcast television, which is what I've, what I've done the last 30 years. Yeah. Um, we are bound by all kinds of rules, you know, um, obviously you have the, the, you know, common sense rules like, you know, the things you can say and can't say and to be FCC compliant and all those things. But, but the formatting, you know, every program has to hit. If it's a half hour program, you have to hit it at 2830. If it's a, an hour long program, it has to end at 5830. And if you're going to have commercial breaks, they're going to happen in either contractually by two minutes or three minutes in length. And as of the last 15 years or so, there's something called accelerated programming where the segments get shorter and shorter as the program goes, so you don't lose your audience. Right, and then, exactly. And then they do the commercials during at the. I'm sorry, they'll do the uh, <clears throat> the credit roll as they're leading into the next program, so that you don't lose your audience because they spend millions of dollars on research on how audiences react and how to retain your audience and all that. But the beauty of this is there's no rules, man. <laughs> if you've got you know if you've got an interesting guest, I let Joe Rogan. He'll talk for three hours. He, he, he talks to, uh, uh, gosh, I forget his name now. The, the guy with the, he does, you know, our interest, the, um, oh gosh, what is his name? Graham Hancock. Thank you. Yes, Graham Hancock. He'll, he'll talk to him for three hours, yeah. three and a half hours, you yeah. know? And people listen. You oh, know, yeah. It's not just that, though, but think about a guy like Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Who, I mean, this is a, this is a psychiatrist, psychologist sort of thing, philosophy. I mean, he's talking really heady stuff. Yeah. And this was even before COVID happened when I was really listening to him a lot. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's got like 7 million likes back in that day and people are listening by the millions yeah. to two and three hour yeah. lectures that yeah. are like deep, deep yeah. things. Yeah. So yeah. yeah and the thing a, is great and, format. And the, and the thing is that, you know, when, when you're watching television, the way that we you know grew up watching, um, very seldom was it, um, you were kind of you were kind of very committed to the process because you normally had a television at one 
particular place, even if it was multiple places, but the TV kind of anchored you, you know, your viewer, it held you captive. Where now, you know, people are watching on phones and iPads and all this stuff. Um, and also, if you were going to sit down with your family to watch TV, at a certain point, you, you know, the, the family wanted to stop watching, you know, okay, we've watched enough, whether it be with, with this, with this medium, with this format, um, it's an individual experience. And so, so if you got one nerd like me who wants to watch, you know, videos about guns all day, or wants to watch a video about UFOs all days, all day, you know, I'll, I'll, whatever I'm doing, I'll leave my phone on. I can listen <laughs> or, or, or even keep looking, glancing over. So it's, it's, it's just revolutionized everything. Um, it's the, it's the perfect air to live in for this kind of stuff. You know? Couldn't, I could not agree more with that. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to having a bunch of different kinds of guests, but also being able to just, uh, sit down and just do some teaching. Yep. Yeah. So do the different different kinds of formats that we'll try and yeah. you know, see how see how yeah. things go, see what yeah. people like and and yeah. see what we like. Yeah, absolutely. We and and we and we know some really cool people, man. That's the other really cool thing that you know um a lot and a lot of people that are doing this very thing, you know, the blurry creature guys are so cool guys, man. You know, we we um you and I appeared on there promoting the film. And uh, on their on their podcast, I'm, I don't know if it's aired yet. I can't remember, but um, but they're just such cool guys, you know, so down to earth, and and they they cross promote other other platforms. I mean, other uh, you know other other programs like this one, um, the, the Goslings, and, and uh, just just a, a ton of them, you know. So um, yeah, there's there's content, man. There's content for for days, for years. <laughs> <laughs> no end to what we could do. So. No, no, sky's the limit. This guy is true. So hey, tell me, um, tell me a little bit about your, because um, I, I have not read this yet, I, your book on conspiracy theories. You haven't read any of it? No, I'm no. not. No. Well, it's funny. Did man. I, did I, I just read your feelings? Have, no. Well, yes. You, you <laughs> make me want to cry right now. <clears throat> you know, I, uh, I had wanted to write this book for at least five years, maybe 10. Yeah. And I, I, I've got several editions where I'm sitting there typing, going to start this book, gung-ho, and I get nowhere. I can't even get a page into it. And literally, it was March 2020, right as we're all locked down. I, I said, I think I've been trying to start to write this again. And the thing was done in less than a week. Wow. Whole thing. Yeah. And then I had it published within the month. So like it was the fastest book I've ever, ever <laughs> put together. And it was funny. It was just like, it just all came out. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the times sort of helped yeah. as it was yeah. absolutely nutty. Oh yeah. No, but my, sure. you know, my goal of that book was <clears throat> to, um, it wasn't to give people a bunch of conspiracy theories. It was to help people. I hoped learn how to think about the idea of conspiracy theories. And, you know, I, I, I've loved this sort of stuff ever since I saw In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. I mean, yeah. back when I'm five years old and he's doing shows on Easter Island and yeah. whatever else. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I've thought a lot about it. Um, I, I probably am quite a bit more conspiratorial in terms of the way that I think about the world than yeah. a lot of the people that I know. But I also have tried to be really sane about it and, <clears throat> and not, you know, not go down the road of, 
of uh, what you find in the movies and, you know, the Mel Gibson movie where he's completely crazy, but, but he actually just accidentally happens. Back, backs up. Backs up. True. Right. <laughs> yeah. Backs up and his house got all these secret ways into his yeah. home and, yeah. and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, I mean, the point of that was to, uh, was to get people to think about, think about conspiracy theories, different, yeah. different theories that are out there. Why yeah. there are, some that are legit to think about why there are some that are not yeah but also to help people understand that that thinking about conspiracy theories can be harmful if you go too far in one direction but not thinking about them can also be very harmful you're, you're uh, closing your eyes to let the wool pull, be pulled right over you yeah. yeah that's exactly right and you don't know what's going to happen to you and i mean this really stems from my my uh, view of human human nature. I mean, I, I take very, very seriously the fact that we're all sinful, fallen people that left to ourselves yep. and not God's grace. We, we are not bent to doing good. We're bent to evil. And we all have different propensities in different yep. directions, yep. but it just astonishes me how many people say they believe in human sin and depravity who then turn around and say, well, the government would never do anything right. to hurt me. I mean, it's, it's absurd. It's historically or, or be, or begging ridiculous, for more government. theologically, patently unbiblical. <clears throat> um, and then I end up getting called all these names by my friends before <laughs> daring to, you know, make my view of total depravity actually work itself out in real life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny to tune in every day and find yet another headline that validates everything that you knew two years ago. You know? Exactly. So, I mean, that, that's what it was. I tried to make it timeless. Uh, I didn't, I tried not to make it a, this is a book about what's happening in 2020. It, it's really a, a, almost a philosophy of conspiracy yeah. theories Yeah. and try to write it at a pretty basic level. So. No, that's really cool. It, uh, when we set out to do, to do angles and giants, one thing that I, and, it, and actually I remember in that room you're in right now, you and I having this conversation, <clears throat> excuse me. By the way, I'm coughing a lot because I'm still getting over COVID from a month ago. Another bout with COVID, not not nearly as bad, but I am not jabbed, my friend. You know, everything is COVID, Rudy. There's, everything is. There actually there is no other disease on the planet now. That's right. Everything. You get in a car accident and die. It it's was COVID. COVID, right? So, um, so you know, when we were talking about the about the film, and obviously we were very much in the early stages of, of photography on it, um, you asked me. How are you going to portray the giants? Remember that? And you, you oh, said, yeah. you know, how, how are you going to show that? You know, and it was funny. We had actually already kind of come up with a rough idea of, of the, the, the road that we were going to take on doing that, um, which was using parallax technology, where it, you're not trying to you're not trying to pass it off as it being real. It's not Hollywood. You can't CGI is extremely expensive, extremely. So we, 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 we couldn't, we were not even going to try to do that because if we tried to do that, it would be cheesy, you know, and we didn't want cheese, right. but you can, but you can illustrate your, your point by using things like parallax and whatnot. And, 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 and I, I felt really good with what we did. So what is that? Explain that for the people. So parallax is basically the, in the, in layman's way, the, uh, layman's terms, you basically take an image, whether it's an, a picture or whether it's an image that you draw. And what you do is you cut every element trace which for lack of a better explanation a very very it's called rotoscoping which is a very detailed pixel by pixel cutout of um 
of every element that you want to cut out and you put each element in a, on a different layer right uh -huh. and yeah and you use you use software for that like you know things like like photoshop for example be, being one of them um but after effects a lot of after effects um that what, what you do is you take every layer from that picture and you put it into 3d space right so now you know doug van dorn holding his coffee now now the coffee can be placed in 3d space further forward and, 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 right. and dug further back and you can give them a little bit of movement and oh by the way the bookcase behind you is in a different plane on its own right and you right. can give it a little bit of a, of a defocus to, to to simulate the, the field so again it just makes it just makes an image um a whole lot more interesting to watch there's there's actually oh, yeah. it's a it's a very cool effect having not really thought about it or seen yeah. it before and and so and so the, the cool thing is that some brand new tools have just been released to the market when right. we started doing that so we were thrilled we were like oh yeah we're doing this and so then then what we what we did is we, we took on that we, we took the technology and kind of built on it because then what we chose to do was you know we weren't just going to take drawings or pictures or whatever we decided, hey, let's make our own pictures and, and have it be a, a mixture of um, of life, like you know, people in costumes. And then we went out to the desert and we went out everywhere we went and we took these gigantic pictures. Um, and, and they, they use a process called hyperreality, um, where they where they will take these when I say huge, I mean in terms of the pixel size, you know, um, and they'll take 10 pictures of 10 different locations. And for all intent and purpose, they create create a different setting. They all weave into each other. They'll create a different setting. Um, and so we can take our, our our actors in costume and whatnot, shoot them on green screen, and then put them over these hyper-reality backgrounds that we have that we've shot all over the world. So right. so it all kind of ends up being this very complicated mishmash of of working with 3D planes and 3D space with, with pictures, but pictures that we basically that don't really exist. We've generated them. We we built them, and then our giants. We didn't get as you know. You can you can take Photoshop and shrink somebody or make them bigger and taller. We didn't want to do that because where where you can where you can control details. You, can, you know you should. You know um, you see these behind the scenes of I don't know Braveheart or or whatever, and you've got a fleet of people and they're literally carving little designs into the belts and into the shoes and stuff like that. Right. You're not gonna see, you're not gonna stop the, the the film to say hey look at the carving on that belt you're never gonna do that right but a million details combined make a difference you know so um, so basically what, what we wanted what we wanted to do is where we were able to indulge ourselves in the creative the creative process with that especially if it was things that we could do for no additional cost you know why not why not do it you know and so. Uh, the only thing is that those things are very time consuming, and uh, and so we had a, a very very good and dedicated team to that. So, but the reason the reason why I brought that up though was that we oh I'm sorry I started to say something um, instead of instead of just taking people and making them bigger to beat the giants next to a little guy, what we did is we actually went and studied how they how they actually photographed um, like Lord of the Rings how Peter Jackson photographed them. And actually, uh -huh. use a combination of doing uh, like a combination of forced perspective 
um, which if you, if you don't know what that is, force perspective is basically like like being able to walk out a whole building with your finger, depending on where to put right. it. You know, right. so, if people, so don't know, if people don't know about really any of this conversation. They should go and watch the appendices. Yeah, exactly. Of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it yeah. goes into exhaustive, amazing yes, detail. Yes, and so a lot of the guys that we work with in our in our in our uh, special effects department. Uh, those guys are, are total nerds for that. And the way that you and I talk about guns and guitars and all that stuff, these guys, that's, that's what they live for. They live for special right. effects and what's new. So when they had the opportunity to do that, man, they jumped all over it, you know? So the guy, a really dear friend of mine by the name of Byron Nash, who was just an absolute wizard at this stuff. You know, he was, he was out there measuring where the camera was going to go and what, and taking notes of which <laughs> lens we were using and what distance and framing and, and taking log notes and all this stuff. And, and yeah, we indulged ourselves and, and it was a lot of work, but man, it was great to do it, you know? And so we had something that we could, that we could feel like that we really invested ourselves into, you know? Um, and all of that, all of that, all of that, just simply to say, when we set out to do this, um, and it ties back to your, to your book on, on conspiracy theories, one thing that we wanted to stay away from at every turn, if it was possible to do, and believe it or not, I got to give you credit for this because because um, the one thing that when I read your book, the one thing that I noticed that was suspiciously absent from the book was any talk about UFOs, right? And so I asked you about that. I said, "Do you not really believe in UFOs?" And you said, "No, no, of course I do. You know, of course I I believe. And you know, like I I'm not I'm not, I didn't talk I didn't not talk about it because I don't I don't believe in all that stuff, you know, or 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 because you know I have any." ban doug van dorn you know ban on that um you said you said to me those are things that can get sensationalized very quickly and and if they if they need to be addressed responsibly and correctly to do them to do them justice or you end up shooting your credibility in the foot you know and i thought that was really cool that you said that really really cool and so i tried as much as i could to take the same approach with the film you know and to try to where we didn't have to sense it. The, the subject matter is it's naturally right, right. You know? Why, why, why go extra? You know, and you know we have things like, for example, the whole thing with the orbs that you and I talk about all the time. Right. That, that never made it into the film, and that was by design. I left it out because. And that's what, I mean. That's a weird story because we were inside the uh, you know the the main chamber of the uh, Gilgal Rephaim. Yeah, yeah. And I had already been inside of it. And then you came in a little in a little bit later. So I had, you know, gone in there, saw absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, I was taking pictures, gotten absolutely nothing on there. And then you get in there and then, you know, you do your thing. We leave, we get into the van, start driving back to the, you know, the uh, place we were staying. And you go, Hey man, did you see anything in that, in the, inside the chamber? And I said, what are you talking about? And you go, check this out. And so you pull out your, your uh, video of it and all of a sudden all these orbs start showing yeah. up all around you like it was crazy yeah and i remember somebody was in the van they're like ah it's just dust it was james and it i'm thinking james. i was just in there and that no there's <clears throat> no way that that was dust there's no way well the thing is and, as yeah, as so that's as exactly as it you had it on the camera but you didn't put it in the film for just exactly, exactly that reason what's the exactly. point Exactly, exactly. Because because the naysayers will will say that. Yeah, James exactly. Chapman, James Chapman, I just called you a naysayer. Um, yep. but 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 the reality is I'm seeing what's going on and I'm looking in front of it and I'm going back and I'm going back and I'm thinking to myself, 
This is it's amazing. On the camera, but it's yeah. not in my. Yeah, it was. I, it I may was, drop. I may drop it in here. I may. I may put it in here on the show. A little bit of it. There to, you go. Let people. To, to, to poke, I mean, to bug the people. Might as well, man. <laughs> okay, so so it's on here right now. Look, look at that. Like, look, like, what, like that, that's not. That, does that look? When you were in there, did you what? What you're seeing right now? Did you see that in there? I did not see. I did yeah. not see any of that in there. Yeah. No. So so I'm poking my head around and I'm looking to see what the lens is seeing. And there, there was there was none of that, and not it wasn't dusty in there. It was it's it's an, an enclosed space. There's one little one little uh, aperture at, at, at the top where, where light comes in for for specific reasons and all that. But it was there's no draft. There was no draft or anything like that. I mean, I checked for it, you know. Yeah, so I think anyway. I told you that. Uh, I think I told you that I had seen something fairly recently when that when we when that happened. Um, Oh, right. Somebody, right. Somebody on an old uh, Facebook account before I got booted. I don't even know who they are anymore because I, you know, no, right. no clue how to even refriend them. But yeah, uh, they were they were talking about how they were in, I think, the king's chamber or something in mm -hmm. the main in the in the Grand, Great Pyramid. Mm -hmm. And they were filming all these orbs and they look very similar to what you were showing yeah. there. So, yeah. you know, maybe people watching this. If they have comments, if they've seen orbs or whatever, I think it'd be great to uh, get a comment or two and see if anybody has any thoughts yeah. about it. Yeah. And, you know, if you think that Rudy's insane, feel free to tell him that because I'm not the one that filmed it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, he's the, he's the expert. He's the, he's the, he, he's, he's held blameless. <laughs> no, but, um, but yeah. It, so again, going back to the, to the conspiracy theories, um, it's, um, I dig that. I dig the the, the the feet on the ground approach to doing everything, you know. And that and that was one of two two initiatives that we took with with angels and giants was one that we didn't want to overly sensationalize anything that didn't have to be sensationalized. Um, and and then the second thing that we that we conscientiously tried to do was to to stay away from the cliches, like the Christian television cliches, the the, the Sunday schoolisms, and all that. And um, and I felt that we that we, you know, that we succeeded at that. In a, in a, not and I had I said that to somebody one time, and they and they kind of almost got offended on behalf of the Bible or on behalf of God. I don't know, and said, you know, well, what's wrong with Sunday school? <laughs> like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying, you know, we wanted to make it palatable for the people, the culture that that is not familiar with that. You know, <laughs> you know, in, in a way, I mean, I don't know if this is what you mean, but. Um... I take it kind of in the direction of music. Um, I, you're probably more of a big of a CCM guy than I really ever was. I kind <laughs> of listened to it in the eighties, you know, some Petra, some, yeah. a striper, you know, some yeah. of the big, the bigger bands, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Steve Taylor, of course, who went to my high school. Oh yeah. But, uh, you told me about but, that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. But not much. Right. Yeah. And one of my reasons is that like it was just it, it felt like it was just garbage. Um, it felt like they were just trying to emulate the world and not do it as good. Like like if you if you weren't good enough to cut it in the real world, then you can right. go over to the CCM right. world and then you can make a lot of money. Right. And yeah. I'm not saying it's that way necessarily. And I think that there's some seriously real mu it's, musicians and whatever. But it's that kind of, you know, people talk about that. The, well, kind I, of, the, the, the Christian bubble thing or the. Yes. The, you know what you know what I mean? Where you Christianize something in order to make it legit, and you guys well, didn't do that with this film. So. Well, and the thing the thing is, is like specifically with like CCM, you know, um, a a lot of it has to do or had to do a lot of it had to do with uh, believe it or not with budget. Um, 
sure. when 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 you, the, the secular world spends a lot of money on pre-production they spend a lot of money on um on a and r you know which is absolutely getting snobby and uber picky about the bands that they signed that they put under development and all that with with um with the um the ccm world everything was always very few very few artists enjoyed the decent good quality budgets you know right so yeah so again and, and in the same manner with the, with the film with this film the 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 thing that starts it's almost like low budget automatically breeds you know like like humidity breeds mold you know <laughs> low budgets breed cheese you know exactly yeah and so it's it's funny and it's frustrating because you can go into something with the best of intentions, you know, and then look back and say, "Man, that got moldy. That got cheesy," you know. So so we went. But, you know, it. if if you do it right, um, it doesn't have to do that. I mean, but I think probably the the one that comes to my mind the most is the like the Blair Witch Project. I think yeah. that movie cost them ten thousand oh, yeah. dollars or something oh, yeah. insane like that. I mean, that's absolutely yeah. Absolutely impossible, and it makes a hundred million dollars. Oh, absolutely! So, absolutely. I mean, they, they created a whole new genre in that movie. Totally. totally. But what they did is a shoestring budget, less than a shoestring budget, and they didn't try to pass it off as cheese. You know what those guys did specifically? Those guys that was just absolutely genius. They were one of the first um, movies, especially in the indie world, that really leveraged the internet. They, they. I don't know if you remember this, but they actually. But the, they actually almost played it off like it was a real thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like they, a War they, of the World sort of thing. Yeah. And they dropped clips and stuff like that. Yeah. And they made a, I think it was the, if I'm not mistaken, it was the very first time that I remember a movie having a website, you know? And uh, yeah, funny. it was, it was I mean, genius. This was before the days of, yeah, this is like 14 4 BOD. Uh, so you couldn't do much oh, yeah. with it, right? Yeah. No, no. It was, you couldn't yeah, stream any totally, kind of video, but. It was totally. Um, it was. It was uh, the DSL connections, you know. Yeah. So yeah. That and and but it was it was genius. I mean, they leveraged and they set. They really kind of set the tone for what a lot of people would go on to do later on, you know. So, but for us, it was little things, man. It was like, for example, when there's scripture that we that we that we put on on the screen, you know. There are little little things that trigger biases in people's heads, you know. Like for example, if I see a Bible, a, a, a scripture verse, so you can lay it out in a little paragraph form, you know. And then you've got the John three sixteen underneath, or you know the scripture, or whatever. And and that automatically screams Christian television, automatically screams religious programming. So what we did is we we kind of did it a little bit different. We put the scripture up, and we didn't put the, the we didn't cite the, the actual uh, uh, you know book and verse. We just put the scripture up, and then we removed it and put the scripture verse by itself in the middle of the screen long enough to read it and then remove it you know so there little things just visual presentation goes a long way in taking away some of the biases that people are are always used to having you know so man i know people that i i, I know because i've heard it i've heard people say it before that they'll watch something and the moment they see a scripture verse of the student you mm-hmm. know so like i said even just removing the the, the reference of the, the, the book and verse um and, and putting it, you know, on a separate screen by itself for just a second and removing it. So, yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty cool. And now I will be reading the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then when you read it, 
we can talk about. Then, then we're going to talk about it. That's awesome, bro. Um, then there's guns and guitars. <laughs> guns you know, and guitars. And we'll bring we'll bring uh, we'll bring the Goslings in to talk about that. But um, well, man, uh, we're going to we're going to be coming hopefully on a weekly basis. We'll be posting something new. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so you know, we have serious topics, and and uh, you know, I I think uh, if people are looking for something they really want to hear discussed, feel free to post something below so we can talk about this and we'll see, you know, who knows how many ideas we'll get. Maybe none, maybe 500. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, we want this to be helpful, not just for us, but also for other people. And, and if it's something that's in our wheelhouse and feel comfortable talking about it, then we can certainly talk, talk about it. It's been, it's been a a whole show if if it's an idea. So, yeah. And there is a lot to talk about. There's a lot of interesting people. And so hopefully we, um, hopefully we, make this thing grow and uh i'm just thinking rudy um you know so many people in this in the space of the giant part of it the the weird stuff the the blurry stuff the strange stuff the upside down stuff you know um i I think and in fact i more i more than think i know that people are they love that and they're not going to leave that but but people want even more than that they want and, uh, you know, as far as theology, people want grounded theology. Yes. They want to talk about serious stuff, too, because yeah. they know that that is stuff that uh, is, you know, that you got to eat your vegetables. You can't just eat the cotton candy all the yep. time. You have to yep. you have to have stuff that's good for you and that's yep. going to ground you and, and last. And but it's not just that either. It's it's not just the theology part of it. It's living in God's world and yep. and enjoying his creation and, and all the fun, incredible, amazing things that there are in this world to talk about that's where it becomes inexhaustible to me like you can talk about certain theological things for a while at some point they probably even nephilim get old <laughs> yeah but you know there's a huge world and there's so many cool things in it and i just want to be able to give people a little per- bit of perspective of what makes me me and <clears throat> it's not like i i write about the things i, I write about but my interests in those things stem from so many other th- things that all kind of feed into it that I want to give people a glimpse into that and, and uh, just yeah. help people to just be excited about being alive on God's earth, especially at this time yeah. in history. And yeah. it, it, it doesn't you, have to all be gloom and doom, you know? No, no. And, and I'll tell you this, man, one thing that was one thing that I, it's a perk of all the hard hours of work and, and the, the, the gargantuan uh, efforts that it takes to make these films. Right. The, there are some perks, of course, you know, um, I got to travel a lot and see, you know, a lot of the world. Yep. And, and, and that made me think, man, gosh, it, it's, you know, yes, traveling is expensive. Traveling, uh, going to places is not cheap. But man, oh man, oh man, every human being should aim to see as much of the world as we're able to. You know, oh, for sure. Traveling, there's nothing better. I can remember yeah. in high school, a friend of mine who had never been to Wyoming, which yeah. is 60 miles away. Yeah. And it's like, what are you kidding me? And so, yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell people this, that I think I've told this a couple other places. I know my church knows it, but you know, one of my, my funny stories about traveling was a bet that I made with my brother. Have I ever told you this story? Uh-huh. So, uh, this is a long time ago. We made this bet. He had two states left. He had Alaska and Maine. And I had probably 
15 states left and yeah. they were kind of scattered northeast and and uh, i had a couple in the midwest <laughs> and then a couple in the northwest and so i made him a batman whoever gets to all 50 states first the yeah. other guy has to take him to dinner anywhere <laughs> and so uh you know I, I have this you know for years and years this goes on and uh and we're headed i'm single or I'm, I'm just married to my wife and and we're going to take this vacation out to California and all of a sudden on the way to California, as we're driving up to I-80, I go, you really want to go there? And she goes, uh, well, where else would we go? And we had talked about going to New England for just yeah. this reason. So I yeah. could pick up all these states. And, uh, but we both decided we didn't want to travel that far. Yeah. Cause that's a long, that's a lot oh, of road yeah. oh, yeah. to go to Maine. Oh, right? yeah. So I said, well, I don't know. Why don't we go up to, uh, why don't we go up to Yellowstone and maybe, uh, maybe we could even get to like Banff or something like that in Alberta. She goes, well, you know, how far is that? I said, it's like the same distance as going to San Francisco. Yeah. So she goes, all right. So we changed the direction on the way there. So I get up to, you know, we're up to Yellowstone. We go up to uh, Glacier. We get up to Banff. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if it had hit me yet, but probably it had. I'm like, well, there's another national park just 150 miles north of here called Jasper, which is gorgeous. It's got all these yeah. glaciers and stuff in it that Glacier used to have, but doesn't anymore. Yeah. And so I said, you want to go up there? She goes, well, all right. It's not that, that much farther. And then it hit me. I go, I wonder if you could drive <laughs> from here to the panhandle of Alaska because I need Alaska and my brother does too. Yeah. And so I get out this map and I'm like, sure enough, <laughs> you can totally drive this. And all I have to do is go just across the, uh, the width of British That's Columbia awesome. yeah. and you can drive to it. And I said, Hey, look at this, you know, it's not that far. Um, we we can make it there in a day. I mean, we're already as far north as you need to be, is what I said. Yeah, so yeah. I convinced her to drive there. Dude, we it it was like 16 hours just to get there one yeah. way. I mean, British yeah. Columbia is absolutely massive place. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. And we had left our tents, I don't know, four hours away in the on the United States border. So by the time we actually got to Hyder, it's still light because it's the middle of summer. Yeah. yeah. And we're only able to spend like 45 minutes there because all our stuff is back in the States. But it counted. <laughs> but it counted. And so I call my brother as soon as we get near Vancouver on this like old, almost satellite phone. One of these phones that you see in like the $6 million man, you know, way back in the day. <laughs> I said, hey, 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 Steve, guess where I am? And he goes, he just waits and he goes, you're, you're in Alaska, aren't you? You're in Alaska. And I said, baby and i hung up the phone so i get a call from him like two years later exact same phone call out of the clear blue sky guess where i am and i'm like you're in alaska you big jerk because now you know he only has maine left that's all he has left and he's a single guy get anytime he wants yep so fast forward 10 years he still hasn't gotten there yeah. and i am now take getting ready to take a vacation three week driving vacation to Prince Edward Island, <laughs> which is like a million miles. We put 8,000 miles on the car, That's amazing. that trip. Yeah. It was funny. The other one, you know, the other trip, the whole deal was we're not going to go here because it's going to drive. We're going to tr put too many miles on the car. So let's just go to California. Instead. Yeah. We ended yeah. up putting 5,000 miles on that trip. <laughs> So anyway, I get up to, I get up to Maine yeah. and I take a picture of myself hugging the Maine sign and I just send it to him. No words. 
and he's undone, right? And so now the only place I have left when we get New England, only last state was North Carolina. North Carolina! And wow. I'm in Philadelphia. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's only seven hours to the border. <laughs> so we ended up driving down to North Carolina. I call the poor poor guy up. And, you know, I don't know. It, you know, it, it wasn't the it wasn't the mid-morning or anything like yeah. that. He should have been awake or whatever. He answers the phone just about like I did with you. Hello? And I'm like, hey, guess where I am? He goes, I don't care. I have bed bugs. And he did, like, he's absolutely furious. It's like the worst day he's ever had in his life as I'm stepping over the, the state line to win the bet. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> and it counted. That's and it awesome. Counted. <clears throat> and I still have not taken him up on it. One of these days, we're going to actually have to go and have our dinner. But... Now, I mean, the whole oh, point of awesome. that is that seeing the world is so, can be so much fun. It really is, man. Everybody it really, really is. I am. Um... What one of my most memorable trips, one of my earliest shoots in my career, um, to like nineteen ninety three, I want to say ninety four, tagging along with a mission strip from uh, from a church I was the first church I attended when I moved to Nashville. Um, I'm a I'm, I live in Charlotte via Nashville from Miami, and um, and going literally to the outback of Mon <laughs> They say that when you go somewhere and you go through China. You're going really far, you know. So we, we went we, through through China to Mongolia, and then off road forty eight hours off road on these old Russian jeeps from the Cold War to the border of Mongolia with Siberia. Wow, Brother, man. it was cold, <laughs> very cold. What time of year was that? Um, I don't remember exactly what time of year it was, but I do remember that there was daylight in the in the sky past midnight. So. Wow. You know, and not, not, not a full sun, not a yeah, full yeah. sun, but, um, yeah. And I, I was, I was really young. I was 23, 24 years old, but, but yeah, man, what, what, what an experience, what an amazing experience. You know, and the thing is if everybody has, everybody has a, a, a threshold of some, of some point, you know, like you said, your friend was 60 miles from Wyoming. He'd never been there before. Yeah, you know? exactly. Everybody's got one of those and everybody should make it a point to cross that threshold. Yeah. There's you know? no doubt about it. Yeah, the time time flies really fast when you're having fun, you know. And uh, we're we're wrapping up our, our first uh, our first episode here, and uh, we we had talked about like coming up with some kind of a tagline, a clever tagline. Yeah, we were we were just we were just messing around with having a tagline, and I said you need to make sure that you cut this. But uh, you know, everybody's got the tagline at the end of their show, right? And yep. you could have something really serious. Um, I've had a good one be something like, you know, physical training is of some value, but godliness has value in all things. That's right. That's right. Like a Timothy sort of thing or, yeah. or whatever. But I also thought it would be funny to say some just kind of kind of joking things or even mocking things or totally rude things or something like that. Right, right. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think it would be fun to have people give us a tagline. I don't Maybe know. We should do that. We should have, we should have people. In fact, leave it in the comments down there. Like, tell us, suggest us your best tagline. Give and us we, a tagline. Yeah. Give us something to go with, and because we want, we want to have something that <clears throat> will be memorable, or it doesn't even have to be serious. It can be funny. I don't really care, but just something that that gives us a little bit of, you know, repetition in what we're doing, and yeah, and, and, uh, and you know, at the same time, it's also important that that for something of what we're trying to do here, we want to gain an audience. Yeah, 
Um, and the more audience that we can get, the better. And so uh, everybody has to say it, but we have a way of saying it a little better than everybody because of what we talk about. Yeah. Um, whatever platform that you're listening to us on right now, we would we'd really would like you to give us a giant thumbs up and you know like our channel and, and force perspective force force the perspective that's right right into the a, gi a giant a giant, giant thumbs up <laughs> giant thumbs up uh so that we can see what what god might do with this program you know absolutely absolutely we've been talking here on giant steps i am doug van dorn and you've been uh hanging out with us rudy landa my producer and cohort in crime and we do uh, look forward to talking to you next time.